In a world where a man loves movies and loves lists and keeps a list of his 100 favorite movies for over 30 years, what if he made his wife watch those movies in order? And what if he made her talk about it on a podcast? Would she like them? Would she hate them? Can this marriage possibly survive this podcast? Find out what will happen in a world called Craig's List. Frankly, Craig... Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, Craig's listeners, I don't give a damn whether you like this episode of Craig's List or not. Fiddle DD... Because uh, I don't know nothing about birth and no podcasts. <laughs> After all, is tomorrow is another day, and I'll never go hungry again. And Craig's listeners, you should be kissed and often by someone who knows how. <laughs> uh, welcome to Craig's List. This is Craig Kikowski. With me as always... Hi, I'm Carla. My lovely wife and partner in podcasting crime. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to talk about GW, TW. <laughs> Gone Girl with the Wind. What? <laughs> Gone Girl with the Wind. What a parody, huh? Why has that not been made yet? What would that be? I don't know. Sad. <laughs> this one was pretty sad. Right? Uh, this is the classic movie of old Hollywood. Uh, a, an epic film made in 1939. The first color film to win the Best Picture Oscar. It won, uh, I believe, 10 Oscars total. It stars Vivian Lee as Scarlett O'Hara, Clark Gable as Rhett Butler, Olivia de Havilland as Melanie Hamilton, uh, Hattie McDaniel as Mammy. Yeah. That's, that's her name. Mammy. <laughs> she, yep. She doesn't have a real name or uh, a background or family as far as we know. Uh, and it was directed by Victor Fleming and the movie is called Gone with the Wind and uh, it's from 1939. And... We are lucky to have a guest joining us today. She is an actress, an improviser, a photographer, uh, and a very funny person. And our friend, please welcome Jennifer Marie Kelly. Hi. Thank you, Craig. Hi, Jennifer Marie Kelly. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Now, you are from the South. I am. Where precisely? In North Florida, about an hour south of Georgia. So that's how I have a little bit of an accent. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. There's a, there's a hint there. Yeah. It comes out on certain words. <laughs> Just a Mostly nouns and verbs. <laughs> yeah. Mostly all of them. <laughs> now, uh, does Gone with the Wind still loom large uh, over that region of the country? Um, Does, is there a tradition uh, of watching it or reading it? You know, I was trying to think about when I first saw it, and I know I saw it when I was younger, but the only but then I saw it again when I was in college, and that's the time that I really remember it. And then, of course, I rewatched it now, coming here to get more familiar with it again. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess when I was younger, it was seemed like. It was more about the title and the grandness of it. That oh, Gone with the Wind, a big movie about the South, <laughs> but didn't really know really what it was really about. 
I think yeah. it's one of those movies that people kind of know, even if you've never seen it, like it just looms large uh-huh. uh, over all of Hollywood. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, like, even if you're skeptical and there, there are many flaws with it, uh, particularly watching it in the, in the modern era. And, uh, there is racism in it, which needs to be talked about as well. <laughs> you know, so yeah. there, there's several things about it that are dated, but I think it's also kind of like a Rosetta Stone to like grand old Hollywood. And, uh, if you're skeptical about seeing it, I think you should listener uh because it's it's just interesting to to watch and there are many great things about it as well as the many flawed things about it uh carla what's your history with this movie uh, i've seen this movie many times um uh, maybe four or five okay <laughs> uh when that's I was, a lot because this is close to a long. four-hour movie yeah and i think it was because i think it was like on on Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving. Like it was always on TV on some holiday when I was a kid. Well, um, Wizard of Oz is Thanksgiving. That was always on over Thanksgiving. See, I remember that being Easter. <laughs> Wizard of Oz? Well, yeah. Easter is always Ten Commandments. Well, yeah, but for, I mean. For Passover. Hold on. What? <laughs> you don't get to decide what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Memory is a strange thing. Especially with these facts that you just are making up. (laughs) I'm not making... They're real facts. Okay, but it doesn't mean that Gone with the Wind couldn't have been played on Easter or Wizard of the the Oz couldn't... Wizard of the Oz? Wizard of the Oz? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that film. What is that? played on Easter. Uh, Maybe in my town it was. Okay. Maybe my mom put in a VHS tape and we watched it on Easter. Okay. So is it so? Who knows? We're just coming off of Easter Sunday, as a matter of fact. Uh So how appropriate that we just watched Gone with the Wind per that family tradition. So my mom watched it a lot when I was a kid. Was my point. And then I think I watched it maybe two or three years ago, but I don't think I saw all of it because that a lot of the beginning stuff I did not remember when we were Uh rewatching it. (laughs) I think honestly. Uh, I'll go into this more later, but I bet that I probably fast forwarded to all the Clark Gable stuff <laughs> the past two or three times that I've seen it because okay. he is by far the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Now we already know. Do you agree? Uh, yes. <laughs> Just pushed her into the corner. Carla, we, agree? Al- we already know of your love for Clark Gable per our him. review of It Happened One Night. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you have a, a relationship with Clark Gable as well? Um, really just from movie posters. <laughs> like he was always the like striking handsome one, it seemed in movie posters. And then of course, and gone with the wind. And I didn't realize, like I knew when I was younger and watched it, I thought, Oh, he's attractive. But now as a grown woman and listening to him, I'm like, Oh, he's like, Okay, yeah, he has a side where he goes to the madams and stuff or whatever, but he <laughs> also is like the, in, now I'm talking about his character in the film. Sure. Okay. So him well, in the film. I, I think Clark Gable and Rhett Butler, like they're, they're pretty inextricable. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, they're kind of tied together in the popular consciousness. Okay. Oh, yes. He, it, he seemed to be like the reasonable one and yeah. smart and just like to the point. He didn't pull any punches. So I like that about him. He's like the one telling the truth. Yes. The whole time. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's dashing. He's bold. He's charming. Uh, he's a little bit of a devil, uh-huh. a rapscallion, uh-huh. a scalawag. But at the end of the day, he's very nice. He helps people. <laughs> he is, yeah. I mean, you can tell that there's a good guy 
in there. And also, uh, he's the only one in the beginning who's like, this is not a good idea going to war. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we may not win. <laughs> And he calls Scarlet on her bullshit. Right. Yes. Too. Thank goodness. And there's a lot of it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what a woman. I hadn't remembered. Yeah, exactly. What a woman. My gosh. Now, I watched the entire three hour and 53 minute <laughs> film. Right. Uh, that is, is padded out a little bit with music. Did you sit through all the music? <laughs> <laughs> I sat through the opening one. The intermission, I sat through about 10 seconds. I said, oh, they're doing it again. So I fast fast forwarded. And then at the end, when it said the ending part or what, I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, you got that. Nope. I understand. I did, though. I'm like, wait, now, what if I get asked a question about what music was at the end? So I went back and I was like, listen to like three seconds just so I know. I'm like, oh, it's like upbeat music at the end. Okay. (laughs) You really really thought we would quiz you about the About the curtain music? We love to quiz our guests. How did you feel about the flow of the music at the end, Jen? Did it fit with the film? Well, I skipped all those parts because okay. there's, there's about 10 minutes of music that's kind of uh-huh. added to the uh, the DVD. Uh, but anyway, it's a long-ass movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, close to four hours. And uh, Carla, you watched the requisite third of this movie. I watched a little bit more than you that. You watched more than that. This morning did, I watched, I probably watched three hours of this movie. Did not quite make it all the way to the end, but you yeah. feel like you, you've got a pretty good Oh, I remember on. the end. I remember the end a lot. It's so sad. Oh, very sad. And I, I think in my, I, I've probably watched this movie five or six times as well. And this was a, a favorite of my mother's mm-hmm. as well. And I remember first watching it on VHS with my mother and my sisters probably when I was a, a teenager. And this is a strange movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's your list, buddy. Well, <laughs> it's a strange movie if you look at it in the light of this is the most popular film of all time. Yeah. I mean, it to this day, adjusted for inflation, this is the highest grossing movie, which probably means it sold more tickets than any other wow. movie. Wow. And there were some re-releases in the 40s and uh, 50s, uh, and I think it was re-released in the 70s as well. But you can expect that most of those were from the initial release, meaning that everybody in America saw this multiple times. And it's uh, for 1939, this is post-code too, like the production code was already in place in Hollywood. Uh, there's a lot of very adult stuff happening yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jen's eyes just got real wide. And it's uh and trying to think of like what it is really, because there's a little bit of everything in it. It's a drama, it's a romance, it's a historical epic, there's mm-hmm. some action, there's some comedy in it, there's a dancing sequence. Uh <laughs> but what it is really is a soap opera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it's basically a soap because these are the things that happen to Scarlett O'Hara, the main character in the movie. She gets married uh, three times. Yeah. Her first two husbands die. Her, her husbands, who she doesn't love. Um, who she stole from her sister. Who she stole oh, from her sister. So bad. Uh, she's in love with another guy, Ashley Wilkes, her entire life. Who's married to someone else. Who's married to a virtuous uh, woman, mm-hmm. Melanie, who is... Uh, completely devoted to Scarlet, despite the fact that Scarlet is always macking <laughs> on her man yeah. for the entire thing. Scarlet also, uh, she kills a guy. Yeah. Oh, she right. Does. She That's does. right. She, she did. <laughs> she, she, she shoots a Yankee. <laughs> 
Well, so he she, was coming up the steps sure, very sure. scary you can towards say, her. You can yes. say that it's in self-defense, but yeah, she's a murderer. Yeah. Um, she makes a dress out of curtains. Uh-huh. She helps birth a baby. Helps birth a baby. Mm-hmm. Escapes with the baby through mm-hmm. a fire. Yeah. Uh, almost gets raped in a shanty town. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does get raped by her husband. Right. Yes. Oh, that was very troublesome. Uh. Loses her father in a riding accident. Losing her five-year-old daughter in a riding accident. Yeah. <laughs> Has a miscarriage when she falls down the stairs. Like, a lot of shit happens to this lady. And we're yeah. supposed to believe that all this could happen. You know, But basically, it's it's a soap opera. I mean, yeah. we're just writing uh, all these ridiculous plot twists uh, with Scarlett. Yeah. Erica Kane, I think is it. Is that from All My Children? Sure. That's Susan Lucci. Yeah. She... 20 time nominee, one time winner. All right. You know a lot. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know the exact stats, but I know. Uh, but she was always compared to Scarlett O'Hara. Uh huh. Cause I was a big All My Children uh, fan when I was a kid. What were some of the things that happened to Erica Kane? Well, she got married about nine times. <laughs> nine think, times. Uh, several times to the same man. Um, she was, Taken advantage of. Who knows? Susan Lucci is kind of a Vivian Lee type. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Similar looks uh-huh. and very like thin frame. And yeah. like a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Susan Lucci or Erica Kane? <laughs> I don't know the difference. <laughs> Erica, Erica Kane, I think, was probably a bad person. Sure. On All My Children. <laughs> now, Scarlett O'Hara, like... She's the original Tony Soprano, Walter White, Don Draper of just like, you think that, uh, modern day television invented the complicated hero? Like, right. uh, they don't got nothing on Scarlett O'Hara. No. Uh, so it's interesting that she's such like an iconic film character, mm-hmm. uh, because she's pretty unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are there things about her that, that you can celebrate as well? Right. Her dresses. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Except for the curtain dress. I mean, at the oh end of the day, she normally does do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When push comes to shove, like she does take care of Melanie. She doesn't That's abandon true. her. She does. What else? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that she's necessarily thought of as like a. Feminist icon, uh-huh. but, but I mean, there is something about uh, her determination to because uh, she's very spoiled, kind of rich girl uh-huh. yeah. at the beginning, and then as the family kind of loses their fortune and their plantation, she kind of fights to keep Tara, her plantation, uh, alive. And so there's just kind of like this uh, this spunk and determination that she has uh-huh. to Strength. to get ahead to and survive so, to survive, you know, yeah, because uh, she'll never go hungry again. Right, that's true. Uh, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, so, you go. So, may, you know, so maybe that's admirable? Yes. I think, and you're, thank you for reminding me of that one scene where she's out getting all dirty and trying to, re- <laughs> to repair things at the house and yeah. make it better. And she's clearly suffering a lot, like truly looks like she's suffering. And I thought, oh, she's going to get like better now. This is going to make her a better person and she's going to start being kind to people. And then, once things got pretty again, she just was it, a monster. A monster. It got worse. Yeah. It got worse. Her wake is yeah, very large. Yeah. I just kept thinking more. There's more. <laughs> She's doing more. Like the 
damage she caused was just unbelievable. But yes, it was nice to see her digging in the dirt and doing something nice. And can women identify with uh, Melanie as well? I mean, she's almost cartoonishly goody-goody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think Olivia de Havilland is great in this movie. And you do like have such affection for that character, you know, because she's so ridiculously kind mm-hmm. and virtuous, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Rhett Butler, you know, who's kind of a devil, but like a good guy at heart. Like it all, like I like their relationship in the movie because, uh, he always like, uh, defends Melanie. Yeah. Uh, in a really sweet way. Chivalrous way. Chivalrous way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's interesting because you have like kind of these two very different female characters at the mm-hmm. heart of this movie. Uh, but you know, it, Women must have a problematic relationship <laughs> with this movie. Well, I, it's tricky for me because I've been thinking a lot lately about unlikable female characters and like how that's such a bullshit thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how I'm, and I've said it myself, but how I'm sick of hearing people be like, uh, I don't know. She was just too unlikable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who cares? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not, it's not her job. It's not the character's job to make you like her. It's the character's job or the writer's job to like take you on a journey. And so I do think that that's what this film does really well mm-hmm. is present you with this complicated, quote unquote, unlikable woman, female character who at the end of the day you stick with for four hours because you're so fascinated by her journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll talk more about Vivian Lee in a, in a second, but I mean, it, it's one of the great performances, uh, regardless of what you think of Scarlett, the character. I think she's just fantastic. I mean, generally, it. she's pretty grating, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and she's definitely the pretty girl, which is annoying, you know, who gets it whatever she wants because she's pretty. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's still, she's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. <laughs> she is fascinating. I was, I was thinking of a part of her charm. One thing I did enjoy as a female, I thought at the beginning of the movie, before I started thinking she was being pretty terrible to everybody. Um, I thought, oh, this is an interesting take. They made every single man except for Rhett Butler that comes into t- contact with her a complete, like, they just were goofy and fawning all over her. <laughs> yeah. And it was almost like the reversal of what you see, you saw instead of seeing like the girls being like, Oh, I love him. I love him. And he's so, and oh, I love right. you and chasing him. All, every single man in this film was like, What do you want, Miss Scarlett? Miss Scarlett, I'll do it. 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 And drooling over her. And I was like, yeah. This is ridiculous. That's she- a good point that you usually don't see that that side of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then the introduction of Rhett Butler is so great because it's like, who's that devilish fellow at the bottom yeah. of the stairs? And you can tell of like, he just sizes up Scarlet right away yeah. and just sees through her and uh-huh. knows that she's full of shit. Yeah. You know? He's laughing yep. at her constantly throughout the movie. It's so great. And that's why you love Rhett and you love Clark Gable because he calls her out right away. And right. I think he kind of knows that they're kindred spirits of uh-huh. like, he kind of knows of like, Hey, we're both bad people. Like, we're kind of made for each other, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is interesting why Rhett and Scarlett is kind of like the great Hollywood romance because it's really not like she she, doesn't love him until the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. She only realizes that Rhett is the right guy for her. She holds a torch for Ashley for her entire life. That's the worst. 
Yeah. Ashley Let's, is such a drip. Okay, so Ashley Wilkes, <laughs> uh, Scarlet's True Love, played by the English actor Leslie Howard. With Who sounds English the no, whole time. No attempt to do a Southern accent. <laughs> On Leslie's part. Oh, man. Leslie. Uh, and he's a drip. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't, it's, it's fascinating, but I guess women can relate with being in love with the wrong guy, maybe? Or? Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know. No, every relationship I've ever had was amazing. No, no. The only one is Hal, and I hope, and I hope everyone's listening. The only one that I, Oh boy. I, okay. uh, this is going to go on online. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I told you, D- Jen, I don't do any edits to this. Yeah. So this, is, this is going out as is. How glad, glad you're listening. He is my knight in shining armor, and that is it, period. Period. How, how about you, Carla? Who's your knight in shining my armor? My dog, Benny. <laughs> oh! And we have that arrangement where we, <laughs> we know that if, like, that's who you truly love, you know, you're. You're in with me for the money, just like, yes. you know, yeah, just like Rhett Butler. Uh, um, but yeah, I just right away, he's got, you know, that devilish look in his eyes and you're just like, I'm on this guy's swoon. side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ashley cannot hold a candle to, to Rhett Butler. Oh, no, he's the worst. He's such a drip. So bad. And so they, so- they keep every few years, like they'll have one kiss. Oh. Where he's like, oh, Scarlett, I, I love you, but I must stay with Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Such a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. And it, those, to me, are the least interesting parts Agreed. of the movie or the Ashley and uh, yeah. Scarlett scenes. That is a big, a, a big problem for me just as a fan or an audience member. It's like, come on, just love, just love Red. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess that's why it's so sad and heartbreaking in the end. So tragic. That's yeah. what I was thinking, like toward the end of it, just like, oh my gosh, she ruined her life <laughs> and everybody she's met yeah. because she was hanging on to this Ashley thing that wasn't even real. And then I ultimately thought he might be the worst character in the movie, <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Because what she said at the end, you never told me you drug me along. Like, yeah. He let he let it all yeah. happen. Yeah. Yep. He left her hanging. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's her responsibility, ladies. <laughs> right? Take responsibility. For yeah. Your take own responsibility. <clears throat> but he was like, yeah, the disaster, the devil. As a four-hour movie, it's kind of in four quadrants, which is like the first hour is kind of like the gearing up for the Civil War. You know, it starts uh-huh. in 1861 as the South is about to go to war. Then there's about an hour of war stuff. And I think I remembered the whole movie being set against the backdrop of the Civil War. And it, it does kind of end halfway through. And then the third hour is kind of all about the Reconstruction. Right. And then the fourth hour is really just about the marital problems of the butlers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is that uh, they finally get married after this long time flirtation they have a baby bonnie blue butler who is a, a a sweet child but uh, i will say the standard for child acting not that high <laughs> in 1939 <laughs> like there's two really bad kid actors the kid who plays the uh, the wilkes kid um is really bad when in like no yeah Bo. oh okay yeah i was wait the wilkes 
Wait, which one? He's Ashley and Melanie's kid. Oh, yes, and like, yes, as yes, she's yes, dying, yes. he's yes. like, why can't I go see my mother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this I kid remember. is terrible. And the girl who plays Bonnie Blue, not great either. <laughs> Cute, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cute little girl. Looks like she could be Vivian Lee's kid. Uh, yeah, so there's not as much Civil War stuff as I remembered. Um, but, uh, they are plantation owners and at the beginning of the movie, there's a long, uh, you see the credits list all the actors in the movie basically, which (laughs) is like, you gotta wait a while. Uh, and it kind of like lists them by category of like, uh, at Terra at 12 Oaks, like the different plantations, (sighs) you know? Uh, but then it says the, uh, the house servants, is one category, which is, you know, mammy, prissy, and pork. I'm like, I think, I think you mean slaves is the yeah. word that you're going for with, uh, with house servants. Though apparently in reading the book, uh, I, I did not read the book, by the way. The book, uh, published by Margaret Mitchell in, uh, 1936 was sanitized a bit for the film. Uh, but there is a thing in the film about when the Emancipation Proclamation happens that, uh, the house slaves, uh, decide that they would rather stay with the O'Hara's than mm-hmm. take their freedom. Right. Um, so that there is some justification in the book for it, but that is not covered in the movie. It's not something that this movie is interested in. Right. Uh, not a story that it's interested in telling. Yeah. Uh, but Hattie McDaniel plays Mammy and she won the, uh, the Academy Award for it. She was the first black actor nominated and who won. For many years, not until Sidney Poitier won in 1963, uh, did another black actor win. Uh, And she's great. Yeah. It's kind of too bad that uh, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of things about this movie that just don't work anymore. It doesn't feel like a timeless movie when you're watching it. It feels very much of its time, you know? And so there's that. uh, And it's kind of, uh, I guess, you know, now there's the, the whole idea of like, um, trying not to, uh, stereotype black actors or actresses into the role of the mammy. Like she's kind of become this, yeah. uh, <clears throat> benchmark of like, don't do that, which is too bad because it, I mean, it's understandable, but it's also too bad for her performance. Cause it is a really good performance. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it was controversial at the time yeah. too. Like was she it? got she got a lot of criticism uh, from the NAACP, you know, for accepting a role like this. She was best known as a singer and as a, a comedic actor, mm. um, and she's actually very funny in the parts where she's uh-huh. got you know some laugh lines yeah. in it. Uh-huh. And I think ultimately, yeah, I mean, it's a problematic role and it is stereotypical, but she does have a lot of dignity. In it, and uh, well, she's just charismatic. She's very charismatic. Like that's that's what I'm really talking about. Is just the idea of like she's just funny and fun to watch, and like pops on screen, you know. So it's just it's just a shame that it's kind of become this thing of like where it's you know not remembered fondly because of that. Yeah. Well, I I think it it is to a certain extent. I think you know black audiences have a very difficult relationship with her because you know they want to celebrate her and her. Legacy, and I, I guess she famously said, "I'd rather make seven hundred dollars a week playing a maid than seven dollars a week being a maid." Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Yeah. Uh, oh my which gosh. like she's had a point. Yeah, there. It's difficult. Oh Ugh. my gosh! Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, that all every 
Yeah, I just was watching the whole thing thinking there's so many things wrong with this film that yeah. just I even the scene in the bedroom when all the women have to go take a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> yes. And the children are super, fanning them. Super yeah. weird, yes. And yes, I was little, like little black children who are fanning them. What yeah. is going on? I was like, yeah. this is just and I did not so remember bad. that scene, by the way. When I we didn't were watching it. Yeah. I, which means I think I really do think I would fast forward. <laughs> sure. To get I to must Clark Gable. Have, because yeah. I don't remember so many of those kind of scenes in the beginning. Yeah. And it certainly is not to be meant to be an indictment of the old South. You know, it's right. like it's I don't know necessarily that it's a celebration of it, but it's just kind of like depicting it as it was, you know. Kind of, except that you don't really see any black character experiencing anything beyond when they're in the room with a white person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing to indicate that, uh, that slavery was difficult in any right, way. Right. Exactly. You know, so th- that's a huge problem. <laughs> At one you know? point later on in the movie when Ashley's like, Scarlet, we, we, ha- we can't just pay these prisoners this little bit. And she's like, what are you talking about? When you had slaves, you were fine with that. And he was like, <laughs> Well, that was different. <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, I would have, you know, freed them all if daddy had died sooner or whatever. Yeah. He's like, why don't you let me hire free dockies rather than convicts? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, what did I say? Yeah. You can't say that. That's awful. Yeah, the whole thing. I was like, There's, oh, my This Lord. is a difficult conversation, too, with three white people sitting yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> That's why I'm being it's really like, quiet because really... I don't know what to say. Yeah, me either. Because it's really terrible. I think we're nailing it. Um... <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, it's God. really bad. Very long. <laughs> uh, let's do a, do a little trivia about okay. it. Uh, you guys might enjoy this. Vivian Lee worked for 125 days on the film, received about $25,000. Clark Gable what? worked for 71 days and received over $120,000. What? So oh almost uh, over five times her salary that's for bullshit. about half the work. I think that still happens, too. Uh, definitely still happens. Uh, this movie had three different directors. The credited director is Victor Fleming, who had a particularly good 1939. He also directed Wizard of the Oz <laughs> <laughs> that, same, that same year. And uh, the original director was George Cukor. And uh, he was fired about three weeks into production. And he had been doing uh, pre-production on this film for two years. Wow. Can you imagine that of like spending two years of your life prepping to make Gone with the Wind and being fired three weeks in? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Now, George Cukor was known as a director of women's films in particular, which is kind of a coded way of saying that he was gay. Uh, and one theory, which... Uh, is not substantiated, but was put out there by George Cukor's biographer is that Clark Gable was uncomfortable with George Cukor being the director of the film because Clark Gable had worked as a gay hustler in Hollywood and Cukor knew about that. What? (laughs) What a weird tidbit to learn about and mention on our podcast. Look, you know, you did whatever you could to get ahead in Hollywood at time at the time. So Good for him. Yeah. You go, Clark. <laughs> get it, Clark. Uh so he was replaced by Victor Fleming and then Victor Fleming had exhaustion halfway through the film and Sam Wood took over for uh three weeks. So three credited directors on this film. And uh this is basically an independent film. Uh David O. Selznick was the producer. 
And uh, he had his own studio, uh, which only ran for about eight years, the Selznick studio. And later he sold the rights to MGM for a half a million a few years after it came out. His grandchildren are like, damn it, grandpa. (laughs) We could have been millionaires forever. And uh, amazingly, Olivia de Havilland, still alive. She is she is 100 years old. That's incredible. Wow. And uh only two actors who are in this movie are still alive. Olivia de Havilland and then the the kid who played Bo Wilkes. Oh wow. Uh who is probably quite elderly now too. Yeah. I I would guess, you know, he's probably in his wow. 80s. Wow. Uh Did you look up every single person's birth date in the movie? <laughs> and death date? Every well uh, a lot of them died fairly young. Like Hattie McDaniel died of cancer in her fifties. Oh, Vivian Lee died of tuberculosis in her fifties. Oh uh, Clark Gable, I think, died in his late fifties, early sixties, maybe. Uh, he died right after he made The Misfits with. Uh, Is The Misfits on your list? It's not. I like that movie. Yeah, I like it too. With Marilyn Monroe. Um, yeah, Vivian Lee had a uh, a troubled life. Uh, she was bipolar. And, uh, and also suffered from tuberculosis for most of her adult life as well. Vivian Lee made 19 movies in her career, nine before Gone with the Wind, all of which are kind of forgettable and nine in the 25 years after. So she was mostly a stage actress and, uh, but two big iconic roles, uh, Scarlett O'Hara and Blanche Dubois, both of which were her only nominations and she won both times. So she was a two time nominee, two time winner. At the Oscars, but those are pretty much her two big movies. I think those are the only movies I know that she did. Wow. Her yeah. last movie was Ship of Fools, which came out in 65. That was a Best Picture nominee. She was also in, I think it's called The Roman Spring of Mrs. Stone, which is a adaptation of a Tennessee Williams novel, uh, which she did with Warren Beatty in the early 60s, where hmm. she's kind of a, a cougar in that, wow. Good for her. In that movie. <laughs> uh and she had a tumultuous marriage with Laurence Olivier where they did a lot of plays together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but because of her bipolar disorder, she would frequently like, uh, freak out in the middle of productions and not be able to go on and, and stuff like that. So they had, they had a very difficult life together. They're played by, um, Kenneth Branagh and what's her name? She was Sabrina in the remake. Julia Ormond? Oh, Julia Ormond? In the Marilyn movie? My Week with Marilyn? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. I haven't seen it. There's with, a great scene. With Michelle Williams yeah, as Marilyn. Yeah. With the two of them where Julia Ormond, I think she sticks up for Marilyn or something. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Was it good? It was. Kenneth Branagh's great. I love him. I love him. <laughs> but Vivian Lee, just one of the great beauties uh, in Hollywood. Think so? Yeah. Voice <laughs> <laughs> got deep. I was always yeah. looking... Every time they'd have a shot of her, and it, I was just like, she is beautiful. Just yeah. every every time she's on screen, I'm like, wow, she's beautiful. Wow, she's beautiful. The whole film. <laughs> there is something about that, too. I mean, as many problems as there are with the film, it's so gorgeous, and that's very fun to watch. Uh-huh. Like, that's definitely something you can't not embrace, which is just the cl- the costumes and the scenery and the people and I don't know the the glamour of it is really appealing. Well, I think uh, you know to me the main reasons to see it are Vivian Lee 
Clark Gable and the cinematography. Mm -hmm. Like, not only is it in color, which very few movies were at the time, it's in the lushest color that you can imagine. And there's like so many like just shots with a, uh, a silhouette, you know, against a painted backdrop, you know, Uh that there's an artificiality (laughs) to it, but it's just so beautifully shot. And the colors really pop out. So I think it's worth watching for the lushness mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. That scene, uh, this was my favorite surprise scene rewatching it this time. Meaning like the scene that I forgot was so amazing is when he's pulling the horse, uh, th- trying to get the horse to go through the fire, go past the fire. Uh-huh. And they pull back and you see, uh, Rhett pulling the horse and carriage with Scarlet. Uh, and then the whole building collapsing in the yeah. fire. It's so amazing. Uh-huh. Even it, for today's standards, it's really impressive. Yeah. It's during the burning of Atlanta. They're trying yeah. to escape with, uh, with Melanie and her uh-huh. infant baby. And I, I just watched Logan a couple days before in the theater. Uh, which oh. I loved. I thought it was, it was great, but there's something about you. There's a numbness to watching, uh, a hundred people get impaled on adamantium wolverine claws, you know, just right. like, yeah, there's another person getting killed by those claws, you know, uh-huh. and I felt more danger watching them trying to, because you know, it's real fire, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> and, and I think there is some trick photography to it. I don't think the actors were actually in danger or whatever, right. but they, they make as close to it, but you can tell that it's real fire and uh-huh. it, it, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And those boxes of bullets or explosives. Uh-huh. He's like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, something that might surprise you if you don't know, uh, if you don't watch a lot of old Hollywood films, is this, this is not, this is a big epic movie, but it's not in widescreen. Cause wi- oh, wide what? Sc- I didn't even well, think about that stuff. Even, I didn't know either. <laughs> Well, widescreen didn't come about until the mid 1950s. Okay. Uh, which was specifically a reaction to television. Uh So if you watch Uh the aspect ratio of Gone with the Wind is square. Interesting. And that's why televisions, when they came out, were square, which is to, that was the aspect ratio of all movies. So the the film business was like, we need to be more competitive. We're going to go bigger. Yeah. Cool. And so that's where like, Cinemascope and Cinerama and widescreen presentation kind of came about to make the screen bigger. Oh, that's cool. But now our TVs are wide as well to accommodate (laughs) that. But if you're ever watching an old DVD of a film before Uh like the mid 1950s and it's in widescreen, you've got it in the wrong aspect ratio and Hmm. the the image will be stretched out uh, (laughs) a little bit. Hey, let's get into some Carla's quotes. Okay. Oh, fun. She's feeling her oats and Greg's taking notes. Whatever they are, it's Carla's clothes. I only watched a little bit of this with you. So we got quotes for the first hour or yeah. so. And then a few odd ones today as you were talking to the TV, which not, <laughs> not knowing that I was listening to you. Uh, <laughs> The very beginning of the movie, uh, well, the music that we were talking about before, there's a big title that says Overture. And Carla said, Overturn! Overturn! Is this a courtroom drama? <laughs> That's dumb. She knew that it said Overture. She was, she was making a joke. I was kidding. <laughs> Not funny, though. <laughs> you see a horse and carriage very early in the movie, and Carla said, you think those horses are still alive? <laughs> And then nope. he said, I'm kidding. I know they're dead. <laughs> if they were turtles, they'd still be alive. <laughs> turtles live forever. They sure do. That would be 
That would be amazing. That would be an odd choice if uh, there was a carriage pulled by giant tortoises (laughs) (laughs) at the beginning of Gone with the Wind. (laughs) As we were going through the uh, the opening credits of all the actors, it credits uh, Butterfly McQueen, who plays Prissy, and Carla said, Butterfly, that's a mistake. (laughs) Prissy. She's the one who has the crazy voice, right? Yes. Uh, And and she has the famous, uh, I don't know nothing about birth and babies line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she definitely was very uncomfortable about playing that role and, uh, definitely disavowed it later in life. And oh, she dropped yeah. out of Hollywood, uh, for playing, uh, Aww. having to play stereotypical roles wow. as well. So she fought the stereotypes a little more than Hattie McDaniel oh. did, apparently. That's sad. Uh, very first shot uh, of the actual movie is Scarlett being wooed by the Tarleton twins for these two redheaded guys. Oh, and Carla yeah. said, it's Fred and what's his face? Weasley. <laughs> the inspiration for Fred and George Weasley from the Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, then you said of Vivian Lee, they're probably thinking of this movie that you were just talking about. She ended up marrying Kenneth Branagh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I huge, meant, but I couldn't remember his name. Huge age discrepancy. Yeah. Well, Kenneth Branagh was the uh, basically the modern day Olivier. Right. I mean, he really is. Yeah. To the point where they both made movies of Henry V, and they were kind of like the young. I'm not hot. bored, even though I'm yawning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the story of my life. I'm tired. I feel like you yawn constantly in my presence. I just traveled all weekend. Mm-hmm. You've just put on some kind of ancient headscarf. <laughs> It was on already. I didn't wash my hair this morning. You look like a glamorous old Hollywood star on her day off. Yep. That's me. Just call me Vivian. (laughs) I was trying to think of what this quote refers to. What is it? Oh, there is something. Well, Ashley and Melanie are cousins. Oh, By that's the way. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. Let you forget. Uh, pretty easily. They only mention it once. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's her father maybe who says to her, like, well, you know those Wilkes always marry their cousins. And Carla said, you know those Wilkes always inbreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's why he makes such a big deal about being like, Melanie and I are just alike. We're, <laughs> we're so alike. <laughs> we share 80% DNA. <laughs> You do a pretty good voice impression. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> spot on. Spot on. Uh, early on, you see uh, Pa O'Hara riding his horse crazy. A little foreshadowing of his eventual death yeah. um, from crashing into a fence. But Carla said, my goodness, be careful, Grandpa. I forgot that that's how he died until I saw it. Oh, so sad. So sad. Uh, there's an early scene where Scarlett pulls on her sister's curls. Oh, yeah. And Carla said, that's how I get back at people, too. I tug on their curls. <laughs> their hairdos are crazy. Aww. Right? Yes, yes. That's hilarious. Especially pre-war. Yeah. <laughs> Antebellum? Whatever. <laughs> you remember the character of Antebellum? In the, uh... Nope. Yeah. Uncle Joe and Antebellum? Um, Carla and Scarlett O'Hara. She's such a jerk. Yeah, it's okay. She can be. She's allowed to be. Yeah. The Wilkes has come from Twelve Oaks Plantation. When we see a shot of Twelve Oaks, Carla says, "You think that place is a winery now?" <laughs> I don't remember saying that at all. 
<laughs> now, do you mean the original Twelve Oaks in the South, no or idea you mean what I, meant. The- <laughs> I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing shot on back lots in Los Angeles, by the way. Oh. Uh, and like Tara never existed as a physical thing. <laughs> I think there's some sets, and the, whenever you see it in the background, uh-huh. it's clearly a matte painting. Uh. Carla on Scarlet's fashion. That's a giant sun hat. She's the only one wearing a giant hat. (laughs) (laughs) On Leslie Howard, I've never understood the Ashley appeal. No, you? No. (laughs) I don't know that I've heard any ladies that would be like, oh, should she go with Ashley or Rhett? They're equals. Right. You know, what's a movie with a love triangle where Twilight, where they're both good matches? Right. Jacob and Edward. I haven't seen that. I don't. I haven't seen it either. You're so lucky. So that's Robert <laughs> Robert Pattinson and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> he dated Taylor Swift. What was his name? Uh, Is it like a Tyler or something? I can't. Remember. Tyler Taylor. I honestly don't remember. But he was. Is he a werewolf? Yes. He's so it's a werewolf versus a vampire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were like Team Edward or Team Jacob, <laughs> and everybody has their. Their favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's such a staple of like the romantic comedy is the uh, the love triangle, but it feels like it's uh-huh. always so mismatched. Uh-huh. Of, like there's the one that you really want them to right. uh-huh. go with. Uh, well, I guess there's Ducky and uh, – is it James Spader in uh, – No, James no. Spader is the, the, the mean villain. one. Yeah. It's uh, – Andrew uh, McCarthy. Uh, yes, Andrew yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. But, but nobody wanted Ducky. <laughs> That's so bizarre. I guess I watched that movie as the nerd identifying with Ducky. I think originally he had written it. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I uh-huh. I read somewhere that he had written it that she ended up with Ducky and then they did test screenings and all and everybody was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> then John Hughes remade Pretty in Pink as some kind of wonderful and reversed the genders and everything and then the friends do end up together rather oh, than I never saw some kind of wonderful. That's really great. I think it's better than Pretty in Pink. Is it on your top 100? Sure is. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. Uh, back to Gone with the Wind. Uh, there's a line on uh, Melanie. No one would accuse Melanie of being insincere, somebody says. And Carla said, bookmark that for the whole movie. <laughs> Scarlet, fl- Scarlet flirts with everybody else's man at this party. Carla, she's the worst. <laughs> but it's okay. She can be unlikable. <laughs> Here's the line that introduces Rhett. Who's that man looking at everybody else and smiling? And Carla said, dreamboat. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he so dashing? Because he's not that conventionally handsome. He's got kind of big ears and a weird smile and a weird mustache. But it's the twinkle in his eye. Uh The twinkle. Yeah, that and confidence. The like, just like, (laughs) yeah, the confidence and straightforwardness, I guess. Yeah. And even when she's like, Rhett, you're the worst. I never want to see you again. I hate you. And she runs away. He's like, oh, oh, oh that's Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, what a man. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like us, right? <laughs> I'm Rhett. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, Carla, you're incorrigible. <laughs> oh, that Craig. Uh... <laughs> Oh, this might this has to be my favorite Carla's quote for this movie. I love that there's just a room for napping at parties. 
this is so my era, except for the slavery stuff. <laughs> Oh boy! Why? Why did that go away? The napping at parties room, right? <laughs> I have because of like you get there, like you have a few drinks, you party hard, and then you take then like you a two-hour nap. nap and while, then you back up and yeah, and the hosts, still. the hosts are just cool with that. It's so cool. When I was in high school, I used to take naps at parties all the time. I think really? I had a condition. I still oh. might. I fall asleep really easily. And I would, I remember so many parties senior year in high school where I'd be like, I'm going to go take a nap. And I'd go to their guest room and lay down for an hour and then get back up. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I guess it does work. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. People thought I was ridiculous, <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh when is fiddle dee dee coming back as a catchphrase, by the way? <laughs> fiddle dee dee. Fiddle dee dee. That's kind of Scarlet's don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fiddle dee, Ashley. Why won't you just have an affair with me? <laughs> uh, they get the announcement the Civil War has begun, and Carla said, it's weird how war started in the middle of this party. It did, right? Oh, that was yeah. That was another thing. They were all excited about war. I was like, "What? Is, what? Yeah." Like they're cheering. We're going to war. We're going. I'm like, "No, no, no, no." This no. is not an outfit for you guys. This is not going to be good. Melanie's younger brother, Charles Hamilton, so excited to go to war that he proposes to Scarlett, who barely knows him. <laughs> so they, they get married, and he dies of pneumonia on the war front. Yeah. Doesn't even get killed in battle. And oh. that was her, her sister's love, right? Or her sister was in love with him? Yeah. And then she steals another guy that her other sister loves, right? Isn't uh, it the same sister? Is it the same sister? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Am I wrong? She steals both of her, like the one sister, she steals both people she was ever in love with. Yeah. And then she doesn't even care that they're gone. No. When oh. she finds out they died, she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then when she's supposed to be in mourning, she goes to a dance and, uh, and Rep Butler... Dances uh, with her. Pays for the right to dance with her at oh, this yeah. charity. Yeah, and it's Ooh. scandalous. All of the close-ups of the of the faces of the women when they're like, "What is she doing?" And it's uh -huh. like ten close-ups of uh -huh. women looking at her like she's a harlot. <laughs> she's a scarlet harlot. <laughs> harlot O'Hara. <laughs> Carla and Clark Gable again. He's so handsome, I can't stand it. <laughs> Uh, for a while, they go to uh, Atlanta to live with Aunt Pity Pat. Oh, right. Oh, and she's funny. got one of those ridiculous old Southern hairstyles. And Carla said, her hair is terrible. It's like there's a bunch of slinkies in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was the style at the time. You'd get 12 slinkies. You just put them in your head. Put them in your head you and coil get, your hair around them. To get down the stairs easier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. On, uh, Les I could never make my slinkies do that, really. <laughs> they go down one stair and yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But in the commercial, it was always the whole way down. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Then you stretch out your slinkies on the second day and they never work again. Or the plastic. Remember the plastic? Oh, yeah. Cheap ass, colored ones? Cheap ass Those slinkies. never did no. anything. Craigslisters, if I want to impress anything upon you, get the original metal slinky. <laughs> yeah. Don't get a cheap ass plastic <laughs> slinky. Those were big in the 80s, but they didn't do shit. <laughs> Like slap bracelets. <clears throat> Here's Carla on the performance of Leslie Howard. Why does he have a British accent? He's a bad actor. <laughs> oh, that's Ashley, <laughs> right? Uh, Ashley 
in real life had a lady name too. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Leslie as Ashley. Is were Ashley and Leslie originally men name male names and then became more not that I'm trying to assign gender to anything, by sure. the way. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but you typically hear Leslie and Ashley as female names now. You do, yeah. Uh, Leslie, in his case, was L E S L I E, which is sometimes, I guess, I guess the female version. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, is the female version more often E Y at the end, oh, or? Maybe. Uh, and there's some famous actor whose name was Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's of course who I was. No, I think like an old Hollywood actor who changed his name. Is that ringing a bell? I know John Wayne was Marion, Marion Morrison. I love that name. Oh, Marion's a cool oh, name for a man like or a, a woman. Back then, I think women were had more names like Bernard and <laughs> yeah. Christopher. Al- Albert, yeah. <laughs> Chuck. Grover, <laughs> like on girls. I think I'm thinking of Bob Hope. I think his birth name was Leslie. Oh. And oh. changed it. You know what? It doesn't matter, male or female. You can be whatever you want. Sure. You could be Bob Marie. Yep. <laughs> or you could be Jennifer Carla. Everybody name your kids after Jennifer and Carla. <laughs> and I did get just a few more quotes from Carla today as she was catching up with the film. Uh, famous line that ends part one of the film right before intermission. Uh, Scarlet saying, as God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. The music swells against a red backdrop of uh, Tara. And Carla said, you go, girl. <laughs> still moving that scene Aww. it really is it it's is. like mm-hmm. you don't want to love it but you do yeah yeah <laughs> she did she got her like power back or yeah. something and uh then there's a scene where ashley kisses her just one of those many <gasps> things where they're torn about their relationship and carla said no you fucking dick fuck <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> yikes you don't have to write down everything <laughs> the public needs to know who you really are, Carla. <laughs> I do uh, – this is a bad word, but I do say dick fucker a lot when I'm driving and uh-huh. someone cuts me off. That's your uh, go-to? Which isn't that weird? What um, does that mean precisely? I don't know. I think I just like both of the words. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, I do like the scene where uh, they're – waiting for Rhett and Ashley and Dr. Mead to come back from where they've done a raid on the shanty town and the union captain comes in and uh, they, they're all pretending to be drunk. Yeah. That's a good uh, scene. And then their, their cover is that they were at Bell Watkins uh, parlor, which of course is a whorehouse. Right. Uh, Bell Watkins being a, a madam <laughs> of a, uh, of a whorehouse that, uh, that Rhett Butler frequents. Uh, but uh, the the Melanie, of course, catches on right away and plays along yeah. in order to get the Yankees great. out of there because she's great. Who wouldn't want to hook up with Melanie? <laughs> For real. She's like great. Awesome. Uh, but then I guess the other ladies bought the story because uh, the doctor's wife is like, were you really there? Did she have lace? You know? <laughs> Curtains and everything, and he says, "Good heavens, Mrs. Mead, remember yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also love that scene. Uh, like it's strangely moving with Melanie and Belle Watkins, uh, 
where you know she's the uh, the hooker with the heart of gold who wants to donate to their cause, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and she's embarrassed about being seen with Melanie, who's so virtuous and good, and Melanie's really kind to her, and then she uh, dishes on Scarlett, and Melanie defends Scarlett. Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh like, my gosh, yeah. like it's crazy. Of like even in these private conversations, like Melanie won't even be like, yeah, she, I mean, she's she can be kind of a bitch sometimes, <laughs> you know, but you know, she's my sister-in-law, and it's cool, you know. She's She's always like, oh no, Scarlett, you just don't understand her. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, but anyway, nice. that, that scene with Belle saying, uh, I know you don't want to be seen with me. Carla said, I'm a prostitute and I have sex and you can't be seen with me or people might think that you have sex too. <laughs> I did like that scene a lot. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. scene too. Yeah, I loved it when she said, uh, I do hope we see each other again. Or something. Melanie yeah. said that to her. I was like, oh. And she's, she's like, like Miss Melanie, if you see me in public, I'll understand if you don't acknowledge me. No problem. Yeah. That's what it was. And then Melanie said, and I do hope we see each other again. Yeah. Like I was like, oh. And then Carla, because you didn't watch the end, you missed like Melanie's death scene and, I've and seen everything. It. It's yeah. really sad. And uh, also really sad is when Melanie comes to visit and Mammy kind of tells her the news about uh, Bonnie's death uh, and how uh, Rhett is inconsolable uh-huh. and everything and is, is going crazy. Of like, And Hattie McDaniel was really great mm-hmm. in that scene and very moving as well. Um, then uh, Melanie dies, but Ashley reveals her devotion to her. Scarlett finally realizes that uh, they're never going to get together. Uh, Rhett has already decided to uh, to leave her. To move on. To move uh. on with his life. Uh, Rhett, wherever will I go? Frankly, my dear, I don't, I don't give, give a, a damn. damn. Which is basically saying, fuck off, Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, fuck off, psycho. <laughs> uh and I guess would have been quite shocking at the time just to hear the word damn uh-huh. <laughs> in a movie. Absolutely. Uh, wow. They bent the production code rules to allow that. Uh, I guess oh. there was a story that David Oselznick was fined for it. But I guess earlier he uh, – they made exceptions for damn or hell if there was a literary source to them. Oh. And I guess it's a line from the book so they found a way to justify it wow. and actually earlier in the movie i didn't catch it but i read that there's a reference somebody says damn yankees wow uh, as well of course referring to the great musical of course. Um, <laughs> in which uh, satan buys the uh, the new york yankees is that what happens in that i think so um oh yeah i've seen that yeah. i saw it with jerry lewis oh yeah mm-hmm. the two of you went <laughs> The two of I what? You went with Jerry Lewis to go see Jim? No, I saw him in it. Oh, he was in it? Yeah. Did he play the devil? Yeah. Okay. What are you doing? Whatever (laughs) Carla wants, (laughs) Carla gets. Uh, And that line- I used to sing that to me when we first started dating. And it's still true. (laughs) And uh, that line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, Uh was uh, voted the number one movie line of all time uh, by the American Film Institute. Nice. Even more so than the Casablanca one? Yeah. What's that one again? <laughs> <laughs> now all I can picture is Humphrey Bogart saying, frankly, my dear, I'm I don't shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked, shocked that gambling is going on in this establishment. No. Oh. Um, we'll always have Rick, Paris. Rick, help me, Rick. God, why are you doing this? Just say the one at the end. We'll always have Paris? Yeah. Uh, Louis, I think, is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Play It Again, Sam, is another one, though, that's not actually said ah. in the movie. Uh, you played it for her, now you can play it for me. Play it. And he never really says Play It Again, Sam. No, it's because the Woody Allen play, Play It Again, Sam, used that as a title, and uh, people kind of like got mis- misappropriated that to Woody an actual Allen's line. Woody Allen's messing up so much shit. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. What yeah. a dick fucker. <laughs> Later. Uh, so dirty i'm sorry (laughs) i also love uh the line of rhett when she says i only know that i love you and he says that's your misfortune (gasps) oh yeah stone Ah, stone cold (laughs) and that earlier thing where he's like no lock could keep me away and he kicks down the door door. there's a couple of problematic things which i did notice the last time that i had seen this one is that he rapes his wife basically uh and then it cuts to her waking up the next morning as if she is in seventh heaven yeah yeah Yeah. happy about it yeah i was like what and then he does force kiss her a couple times throughout yes that big romantic that you remember as being like a romantic kiss he's Uh actually like grabbing her and forcing her to do it. Yeah. And if you also imagine that Clark Gable had false teeth and bad breath, then he it did? really, yeah. Uh, apparently Vivian Lee, Vivian Lee did not like kissing him oh, in this no. movie because he had bad breath. Yeah. Does that ruin your precious Clark Gable for you, yes. Carla? <laughs> I hate bad breath more than anything. <laughs> Should we do a little khaki theater? Sure. Yes. Uh, Jen, you are our guest. Uh, so I'll give you first dibs of the character you would like to play. Melanie. Okay. Oh. one of course and carla who would you like to play i'll play scarlet okay i'll play <laughs> rhett butler <laughs> what scene are we doing <laughs> how about the dance where she's supposed to be mourning okay okay remind me again where melanie fits into that she's thing. also in mourning because her brother died yeah they're both mourning oh, Charles the scene Hamilton. Where, where oh i know what we'll do with the scene where she gives her wedding ring to the donation basket, and Rhett's standing there, and he's like, "That's awfully nice of you." And Scarlett's like, "Take mine too." Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you know that scene? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, but we just make stuff up. So Who, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was so long of a movie. Who died? Which husband died? For <laughs> Scarlett's <this> first <laughs> husband, which was Melanie's brother. Yeah. Charles. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, they're all related. Okay, so Scarlett's first husband. Yeah. Well. Mrs. Wilkes, Mrs. Hamilton, what a pleasure to see you at this fine dance. Wish I was Mrs. Hamilton. Oh, Scott. You are, you are Mrs. Hamilton. I'm You're Mrs. M- Wilkes. Oh, no, I'm Mrs. <laughs> Wait, Hamilton. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's Why? do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Wait, I? <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're Scarlett O'Hara. You married Charles Hamilton. Okay, okay. Sorry, oh, sorry. that's right. I married Ashley Wilkes. I no. Her. Yes. Ladies, get your stories. <laughs> get your stories straight. Um, uh, Red, I'm just so sad because I had to wear this ugly black dress and I'm in mourning, but I'm not really. Well, you, you fill out that dress quite nicely, Scarlett. What do you mean? Well, you look as pretty as a picture. Well, I certainly do. And you you do as well, Mrs. Wilkes. Oh, thank you, Red. Thank uh, you for complimenting both of us. Fiddly D. <laughs> oh, Scarlet. You say that a lot. What does that mean? It means, um, fiddlesticks. <laughs> 
Of course, of course. It's short for that. Well, uh... Do you know what fiddlesticks are? Uh, please, enlighten me, Scarlet. Tell me what fiddlesticks are. Well, you can just use your imagination. Oh, Scarlet's always got such a big imagination. Well, I have a vivid imagination as well. I'm sure you do. Oh, Scarlet, Rhett loves you. Oh, Melanie, shut up, you dummy. Thank you. Now, now, Mrs. Hamilton, you shouldn't talk to your sister-in-law that way. I don't even care. Oh, that's okay, Mr. Butler. She's just having a day. You know, I understand. Oh, a day is a day. And I'll never go hungry ever again. Give me that pie. Well, they're just passing out pie on plates here, aren't they? Oh, looks like they're taking donations for medal for the war cause. I don't got no medal. Oh, here, Scarlet, you can give him my ring. Oh, I have to touch you? You want me to pull it off? <laughs> oh, here, I'll take it for you. I'll put it in the bucket for you. Well, that's very kind of you, Mrs. Wilkes. A oh, real fine. sacrifice. Take mine. I didn't even care about him anyway. I think you're saying things out loud that you that should <laughs> stay as interior thoughts. Oh, Rhett. Now, why don't you why don't you dance with me, Scarlet? Oh, I could never. Don't you make me. I will make you. <laughs> Don't you make me. Let me just use this breath spray first. <laughs> That's better. Oh, I'm going to enjoy watching y'all dance. And after you have a whirl with Mr. Butler, why don't you have a whirl with Ashley? <laughs> well, that's, again, very generous of you, Mrs. Oh, Wilkes. Day. I don't know what kind of arrangement the three of you have, but it's very, it's very, very unusual. It's very interesting, fun. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to take a two-hour nap. <laughs> you better go rest yourself. That's a good idea. <laughs> This party's going on for hours and hours. Uh, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scarlet, here, I have some goodies in my bag. You're oh. welcome to have some. Stop being so nice to me, you damn fool. What, do you, got, what, what do you got there, some granola bars? I have all the ingredients to make you a fresh cake. Oh, well, please do. I would enjoy a fresh cake. <laughs> right here in my oven bag. Here you go. <laughs> wow. That's quite impressive. Uh, uh. <laughs> Scarlet, is your stomach bothering you again? I just am so tired of not getting what I want every single day, every single moment. Ugh. Oh, well, Scarlet, here's a tissue. Oh, stop being so nice to me. <laughs> and see. Yay. That was good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to make eye contact with anyone. <laughs> Uh, Jen, you are a perfect, perfect Melanie. You're too oh, nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, Jen, you want to give this movie a letter grade? Oh. <laughs> okay. For life lessons, and I'd give it an A plus because <laughs> it has, uh, it's a very good example of you better be real careful with the steps you take in life because <laughs> yeah. they affect everyone around you. Yeah. Okay. So an A plus on being like, whoo, wake up everybody. <laughs> um, it, the disturbing factor though, on every single level with every different, every, but all, of, uh, I don't know. It was, what would you content, uh, a, a C or a D, not, I don't even know. The movie itself was wonderfully made. It was difficult to watch now. Is that a grade? No. <laughs> no. 
don't know if I can boil that down to one letter of the alphabet, but I get your meaning. <laughs> I'd give it an A plus. I'd give it an A plus for um, production. Qu- thinking about when it was made, what they pulled off. Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so she's unhappy about it. Yeah. Though. So A plus D and A plus. Yeah. So we'll average that together. <laughs> That's about a C plus. Uh, Carla, how about for you? I'm gonna go with a B minus. B minus. What does that stand for? Uh, it stands for Biddly D. <laughs> <laughs> Biddly D? Okay. Yeah. Great. And that's going to be your new catchphrase. Biddly D. Now on. Yeah, I, it's, it's a tough one, but I think it's going to stay on the list, uh, because it just is that classic, uh, Hollywood movie. It's, uh, it's a great introduction to epic Hollywood filmmaking. And I think if you are a historian and a student of film, you kind of have to take the, the bad stuff with the good and accept like this is where filmmaking and this is where society was at the time and learn from, uh, the stereotypical portrayals in it, but then also appreciate the, the artistry. That was made, you know, and I think, uh, there's any number of great films that have kind of righted the, uh, the wrongs of this movie's depiction of slavery, uh, which are very tough to watch as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, 12 Years a Slave, I think, is a a fantastic movie. Uh, and Chiwetel Ejiofor in that movie gives one of the best performances I've ever seen. So, um, I think I will go watch it now. To erase the wrongs of having just watched Gone with the Wind. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not on the list, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. No, I, I appreciate, I'm, I'm fine with this movie staying on your list if you want my opinion. <laughs> okay. Just because it has a female lead in it and you have so very few movies that have anything to do with women. <laughs> yeah. And a complicated female lead. Yeah. And Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hara are just two of the most famous characters in all of uh, filmdom. And they just they cast a large shadow on film history. And I think you have to respect uh, the impact that this movie has had on uh, on Hollywood history. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jen, thank you so much for joining Thanks us for today. Thank you for having me. You're fun. the best Melanie I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to plug? Me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. You know what? I would love to plug Carter Parton Rogers <laughs> because I love her so much and she's a big part of me. <laughs> so you can see her online um, pretty much anywhere, Facebook, her website, Twitter, Instagram as Carter Parton Rogers, or you can find her by Googling, Hey, Hear Me Now. Hey, Hear Me Now. And she's your alter ego, right? Um, so she's a character you, you, she's created. a, she's a character that I play because, um, I started about four years ago and she came about because I just, she, she represents how I wish the world really was. Awesome. <laughs> just happy and supportive and encouraging and inspiring and gonna just get through it all with a positive attitude. Like I just, that's, she's, she's my happy place. And she's a country singer. Oh yeah. Her dreams to be a country music singing sensation <laughs> at the Grand Ole Opry. Great. Uh, Carla and I have seen Carter Parton Rogers live and it was a fantastic and fun show. Yep. So I, I a few times. highly recommend any content that, uh, that she's slinging out there for you. Yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, as always, tweet at us at Craigslist PCAST on Twitter. Leave reviews on iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to SoundCloud. You can listen to us on so many formats. Uh, Real quick, we are Orange Tuxedo is at the Orange County Improv Festival this Friday night. So this is Friday, April what? 22nd? Does that sound right? 20, yeah. So, so you're, if you're listening to this in the first two days of the podcast coming out, yeah. uh, go find us in, uh, Orange County. We're doing a little orange tuxedo show there. Uh, so Carla, that was number 71 on my list. And, okay. uh, next up is another movie taking place in the South and about much more about race relations than this movie was. And uh, this is a courtroom drama. Okay. Overturn. Overturn. Okay. And uh, this oh, movie came out in 1962. And it stars Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch, based on the novel by Harper Lee. And it's called To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, this is a great movie. You know I'm the movie? I'm surprised this is number 71. Too low? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see or where... too it... high is what it will be, right? 71 is high. 70. Like, it's number 70. Like number nine would be low, right? Or no, I guess not. I guess that, you're right. You said it right. Yeah. I, th- I consider number one is high and number 100 is low. Okay. Okay. I would think it'd be higher. And the lower numbers then? Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, and we're just doing this one, just old school CNC. No guests uh, All right. next week. And Which means we're going to roll out of bed, not brush our teeth. <laughs> And Craig's, to it. <laughs> Craig's listeners, if you have Netflix streaming, To Kill a Mockingbird is available on Netflix Woo! streaming. So oh, you, you can you can watch it without having to go to the old video store <laughs> this yeah. week. Uh, thanks so much for uh, tuning in, and uh, tomorrow is another day. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.